Welcome to my world. I'm Ash, your host of The Highly Sensitive Astrologer. Come and sit with me while we explore the power of sensitivity through the language of the universe. Together, we'll explore astrology, herbalism, intuition, and most importantly, becoming empowered as sensitive souls. Hey everyone, this is Ash, and I'm coming back with my podcast, but you might have noticed that it's a little bit different this time around. And I've changed the name of the podcast. So I'm going to talk a few minutes just about like why I've changed the name of my podcast and kind of what you can expect from me moving forward. So I took a break from recording this podcast back in, I don't even know, March, I guess was probably the last time. And a lot has changed in my life since then. So my partner, Marty, and I actually, we were running our bed and breakfast, Thistle Summit Bed and Breakfast in Mount Vernon, Iowa, and we decided this spring to close the bed and breakfast and move our new businesses um, from Mount Vernon to Des Moines, which if you're not from Iowa, it's about a two and a half hour move. We're both from the Des Moines area originally, and part of the reason that we decided to make this transition was because I've been having um, some illness. I have chronic um, pain, and I have a chronic health condition that I don't know exactly what it is yet, but it's been something that's been impacting my life pretty considerably for the last few years, and definitely for the last couple of years has been getting worse. So I am starting to get some answers on that. But we came back to Des Moines to get some support from our family. And also we came back because my partner Marty had been running this bakery had been running this food business out of our house. And it had really gotten to the point where we were going to have to decide between reopening the bed and breakfast and giving up what we were doing, kind of like her COVID, um, whatever, like her COVID like move from what she had been doing to what she running the bed and breakfast to basically like running the bakery. So she decided that she wanted to do the bakery and uh, it just made more sense for us to move back to Des Moines based on like the availability of a kitchen and all of that kind of stuff. And then my business, my astrology business, I'm happy to say has been going really well. So I'm I'm moving everything to Des Moines, but of course I do the vast majority of my work online. And so I read for people all across the country and I'm so grateful for that flexibility with my job um, that I get to continue to serve people in the Mount Vernon, Iowa City, Cedar Rapids area, but I'm also serving people in Des Moines and honestly serving lots of people all around the country. So it's really exciting. But I wanted to start talking about my experiences being a highly sensitive person. I was kind of inspired by how hard it was in like February and March and even April for me to 
even just function. <laughs> and uh, I am a super, super sensitive person. I'm a highly sensitive person. If you're not familiar with what that is yet, um, I talk about it on my Instagram at Ash Gravity. I actually recently did a workshop all about high sensitivity and astrology. And I've got that up in my apothecary on my website. But when I was laying around in bed for honestly days and weeks, I was just thinking a lot about, you know, what's my purpose? <laughs> and what, I think when you're not, you know, feeling like you can do much, you, it just kind of puts everything into perspective in your life. And I was thinking a lot about my experiences with working and having jobs and, um, being in relationships and just how hard transitions can be for me. I am somebody who I never want to be limited. I always want to go after what my heart desires. I always want to go after my goals in life, my dreams in life. And feeling so sick that I couldn't even do the basic kinds of things that I like to do, like go and walk my dog. I was just laying here wondering, you know, why am I here? What is my purpose? And what I kept kind of coming back to was that I work with a lot of really highly sensitive people. A lot of the people who come and get readings from me, astrology readings or flower essence consultations, are people who are also highly sensitive. And they are trying to figure out how to function in a world that wasn't really created for them. And they're looking for tools and they're looking for a way of understanding themselves. And I think that's why they're drawn to astrology. And I think part of why they're drawn to come to me is because I am extremely sensitive. So this podcast is going to change a little bit going forward. I'm still going to be talking about magic and witchcraft. I'm going to be talking about astrology a lot. And on this first season of my new podcast, like my relaunched podcast, I'm actually going to be focusing on plants and working with plants because plants have been the thing, the relationship, the relationships that I've had in my life over the last four plus months when I've been really just trying to take care of my basic needs on a day-to-day basis that have been so, so important, so integral, so supportive. I mean, really, I would not be able to sit here and record this without my work with herbs and um, crystals. And so that's part of what I want to talk about for the next couple of months is working with plants. And I'm also going to be just kind of taking a more relaxed approach to my podcast because I kind of realized that I had super high expectations of myself and what I could really communicate over this format. And it just kind of took away some of the feeling of connection, which is, I think, actually why I started making this podcast 
to begin with, because I heard from a lot of people that even just like listening to me talking about things was really helpful for them, like hearing my voice and just kind of hearing about my experiences. So I'm going to be telling more stories on this podcast too, just about being a sensitive person, how that connects to astrology and everything that I do. And I think in reality, this is what I've been doing for a really long time. I just didn't necessarily, I couldn't put the name on it yet. I couldn't put the words to it yet. But it was so clear when I did my sensitivity and astrology workshop, I heard from so many of you that didn't even know about high sensitivity and were amazed that it resonated so much and you were like, wow, there's actually a word for this thing that I am experiencing all of the time. So I'm going to talk more about that later. But today, because I am feeling like I've gotten through this pretty big transition and I'm not quite done yet. So my partner Marty and I are actually going to be moving to our new house in Des Moines in three weeks. And I honestly, it cannot come soon enough. Um, we've been living with her mom for the last almost three months now. And that has been so hard for me because I like to be alone. (laughs) I like to kind of have control over my schedule. And, um, even if control means like, I like to be able to just kind of go about my day and not have to worry too much about someone else. And like, that wasn't a huge adjustment for Marty and I, when we first got together and we first started living together. And now I'm having to do it with her mom, who is somebody who, you know, I don't really have a super, super strong relationship to. So that's been really interesting. So what I did really within the first couple of weeks of getting here to her mom's house, as soon as I was able to, I got all of my flower essences and I set them up on a shelf in the basement where we're staying right now. And I have probably like 75 to 100 different bottles of flower essences that I work with in my work with clients and also the vast majority of them were collected for myself first. Um, And then I started bringing them into my work with my astrology clients later. So I put together an essence for myself. I've actually had a couple different essences that I've worked with during the period of time that I've been here. And actually, the first thing that I did was I actually just got my grief mover flower essence blend. Um, I have, of course, of all of the blends that I sell in my apothecary, I have bottles of those blends for myself too. And on this episode, I wanted to talk about just like, what are some of the essences that I personally use for huge transitions, huge times of change and upheaval. And even as a sensitive person, sometimes it's not even times of change and upheaval, it's just like needing that extra support, that extra kind of shielding around me to get through the day to day. Um, So I'm going to share some of my favorite essences that I've used. So 
I mentioned when I first got here, I just got out a bottle of grief mover because it's an essence blend that I'd already put together. I've worked with it multiple times. I know that the flowers and the stones that are a part of that essence are meant for, are um, suited for an experience like what I was going through with the ending of one business and kind of an unexpected uh, major life transition. And the stand, there's two herbs, two flower essences in the Grief Mover blend that I personally think are like standouts. Uh, Herbs that I really go to um, or essences that I really go to when I need that kind of support. And the first one is linden, um, which is a deciduous tree, if you're not familiar with it. And linden is, it's an herb that you can actually, you could drink it in a tea. I actually love putting it into a tea blend and I have like a heart calming tea blend that I drink myself that has linden flower in it. But you can also make a flower essence out of linden. So linden, the leaves are somewhat heart-shaped, which is usually an indicator that an herb or a flower is good for like emotional support, for heart support, for like heartache. And this as an herb, it's often used for anxiety, nervous tension. It has a history of being used for luck and love and friendship. And it has a sweeter taste to it. So some of those qualities are related to Venus, the planet. Um, But it also has white flowers and it's cooling and sedating and calming. So it has this like neutralizing kind of quality to it. It makes me think of Venus and air signs like Venus and Gemini or like the lover's card and the tarot or I even kind of relate it to Venus and Aquarius and the five of swords and the tarot where there's this like um, mental conflict, mental change, or anxiety around change. And so linden is an essence and an herb that can kind of cool down the upset um, and just kind of neutralize your um, intense emotions about it. So linden is an herb that it's an, it's an herb and a flower essence that I've used for several years in many forms uh, to support me as a highly sensitive person and then certainly support me through times of like really extreme stress and extreme, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily, I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I would say... It is one that I go to for grief. I mean, obviously it's in my grief mover blend, but it's also one that I just find is really helpful in extreme stress. Uh, So that's one of my favorite 
essences and also just one of my favorite herbs in general. And then also in the Grief Mover blend that I was taking at the very initial onset of this is one of my absolute favorite flower essences of all time, ever, ever, ever. And I've talked about it on this podcast before, and that is Star of Bethlehem which is a spring bulb that has star-shaped white flowers and green stripes. It's an absolutely beautiful flower. If you've never seen it before, um, I really, really love it. There's many varieties of Star of Bethlehem, and quite a few of them are poisonous. And flower essences are actually a really great way to work with poisonous plants, because if you're not familiar with the way that flower essences are created, you are floating flower petals either on water and having them sit out in the sun for an hour to a few hours and then combining that water with alcohol to preserve it. And then you put just very small drops into your water glass or onto your tongue. So you're diluting this water that has the uh, energetic architecture imprinted onto it from the flower. You're diluting it down quite a lot. But you can also do the indirect method, which would be where you would have a bowl with water and you would have the flowers in that and then you could set that into another vessel of water so there would be a separation of the glass bowl that would be keeping any um you know not any any chemicals that you wouldn't desire out of the essence um and you can do that for stones too and i'm going to talk about that in a minute so start of bethlehem is a pretty famous, like, well-known essence, flower essence, like, in the history, especially of Edward Bach's um, creation of flower essences. And if you haven't read about him, he's one of the main teachers or thinkers behind the school of flower essences. So Edward Bach created a remedy, a blend of different essences that was for acute stress, grief, overwhelm, overstimulation, anxiety, and it's it's quite famous in different in the the school and like the Bach method of flower essence therapy. And this blend has Star of Bethlehem in it. It's one of, I would say, probably one of the most supportive essences actually for grief and anxiety, like really, really acute overwhelm. Um, And like I said, it's one of the five parts of the rescue remedy, which also includes essences of rock rose, impatience, clematis, and cherry plum. So Star of Bethlehem of those five is the one that I probably am drawn to the most. And you can use the blend, or you can also use flower essences just on their own. You can use a single stock essence by itself. And when I was going through in my life, like one of the most intense periods of grief that I have ever gone through, I went out and 
this was before I was really actively making flower essences myself, I went out and bought a bottle of the Bach uh, Potency Star of Bethlehem flower essence. And I took that essence for probably, th I think about three months. And it truly was so profoundly supportive for me um, in a period of time when I had lost somebody who I loved dearly, my grandmother, and I also lost a job or I left a job that was a huge part of my life, you know, and one of those jobs that like you kind of take it on as your total personality. So I was in intense intense grief. And as a sensitive person, those feelings are, I think, even more intense, even more challenging to move through, because you're feeling everything so, so deeply. And other people around you are like, you know, I don't necessarily get what the big deal is. You know, why are you why is it so hard for you? Why are you taking this on so much? And Star of Bethlehem was, it was like my friend, truly. And I feel that way about flower essences and essences in general, that they are, they are spirits that we're building strong relationships with and that those spirits are here to hold us and su support us, but also to awaken within us the parts of ourselves that are here to support us too. And so... Star of Bethlehem is one of my absolute favorite flower essences. I include it in the Grief Mover blend that I talked about. So Linden and Star of Bethlehem, those were two of, I would say, the standout essences, the standout flowers that I had a relationship with um, in the first month of this huge transition of moving from Mount Vernon into my partner's mom's house. And I was taking the Grief Mover Blend at least two times a day, um, morning and night. And it was pretty much the only blend that I was taking, the only flower essence that I was taking for at least a couple of weeks when we first got here. Um, and I would take it too, like before I would go and see people, you know, because that was at the point in time when we were actually starting to go and see other people really for the first time in almost a year. And when I felt like, you know, this is going to be too much for me, I would just take some of that essence and my friends would come. I, I call them my friends, you know, the flowers, they are my friends and they come with me when I need to have some support. And so Grief Mover Blend got me through for the first couple weeks. And then I created a custom blend for myself um, after that. And what I was working with at that point in time uh, was also Linden. I continue to work with Linden. And I also had Yarrow Flower in that Essence Blend. And Yarrow, if you're not familiar with it, is a perennial flower. Um, and it can have white flower heads, or sometimes the flowers are 
uh, pink or yellow, and they're very small, flat clusters of flowers. What I think is really interesting about yarrow is that the Latin name is Achillea, which comes from the Greek hero Achilles. So you've probably heard of like the Achilles heel. And the story of Achilles is that his mother dipped him into a bath of yarrow tea when he was born, but held him by his foot. So he was like submerged into the yarrow tea, but the Achilles heel remained outside of the tea. And there's also... so. There's some mythology related to Yarrow, of course, but then there's also some historical data that shows that um, ancient Greeks and throughout history that Yarrow was used to soothe wounds, um, used during World War One to soothe soldiers wounds and support the body's healing process so it's also known as like soldiers wound war and staunch weed and wound war and all of that kind of stuff um and so it has this history of being used to heal wounds and then and that's in you know the tea form or as like a compress but then the flower essence also has some of that quality as well of being used to be very supportive of healing wounds. And when I think about um, yarrow and times in which I would use yarrow for myself or for somebody else, it's like when somebody needs to have their energetic field healed up, you know, maybe they have... Um, they're very sensitive. And I especially find that when I'm working with clients who are highly sensitive, and they are also going through um, a spiritual opening or awakening, whatever language you want to use to call it, they're becoming more spiritually attuned. And they're also deconditioning from the ways in which they have thought that their sensitivity was a problem or something that they needed to fix or something that they needed to get rid of. That is when yarrow is so important. So yarrow flower essence was one that I was using um, for about a month um, after I'd kind of gotten a little bit more subtle, I could actually get out my essence box and start going through and deciding what I wanted to use. But also, I've been using Yarrow so much recently with clients um, who have been doing work around their Chiron with me and work around being highly sensitive. I would say that that's been one of the main flower essences that has come up for a lot of people. And then while we're on the topic of essences that are great for t times of transition and change, and I'm, of course, I'm recording this right after the full moon eclipse in Sagittarius, and we're going to be moving into the new moon eclipse 
um, in Gemini on June 10th. And so it is a time of transformation and change for a lot of people. And so one of my favorite essences for that experience is actually not a flower, but a stone. And it is a stone called Lepidolite, which if you're not familiar with uh, Lepidolite, it is a beautiful stone. It is a lithium-rich mica mineral, and it's usually pink or purple, like a really light, shiny, almost kind of silvery gray purple. It can also have some reddish tones in it, and sometimes it is used with quartz to give it kind of a more solid um, look and feel because lipidolite on its own is kind of crumbly. Um, it's not one that like you would just like pure lipidolite like throw into your bag and like walk around with it. Um, so you, you'll see it as like a tumbled stone sometimes and then usually in that case you might see more of the reddish tones that will come out with the this stone. But um, as I was talking about earlier you can use the indirect method um, to create essences. So with um, lipidolite because it is lithium rich you wouldn't want to put it into water and then you know drink that so you would put the stone into a glass jar or a glass bowl without any water in it and then you would put that bowl into a bowl of water and so that's kind of how that is how you create an indirect essence um, but it is a stone that is really emotionally supportive and healing during stressful times. And the name comes from the Greek word lepidos, which means scale. Um, so I talked about that. It's kind of like a scaly, flaky uh, mineral. And... Um, also, when we think of scale, we might think of like the sign Libra, which is all about balance and harmony. So that was one of the things that I, I think is interesting about a lot of the um, stones, the essences, the plants that we go to when we're in a really, really stressful period of time. Yarrow, for example, is um, pretty strongly associated with Mars because it works a lot on the blood. Matthew Wood calls it an indispensable blood remedy and the master of the blood. And herbs that work on our blood usually have some kind of relationship to Mars. Um, but yarrow also is about creating harmony and uh, harmony in the body and with the skin. The skin is a relationship to Venus. So we might think of then the tarot card, the four of wands, which is ruled by Venus and Aries. And lapidolite being named after the scale, the scales, um, it also has a quality of like bringing harmony. And so a lot of these um, herbs or remedies that we go to when we are seeking um, some comfort through really challenging times are actually on that like Venus, Mars or Aries, uh, Libra axis. And I just I find that fascinating because Venus is a planet about, you know, relationships and Mars is a planet about 
action and movement and, um, and doing things. And Venus, it's about relationships, but it is also a planet about creating harmony. So it's, it's just interesting to me that these are two of the uh, signs or two of the planets that we kind of see tend to come up quite a bit when we're thinking about stones that are supportive for difficult, challenging kinds of times. And also, you know, Venus is a planet of sweetness, of sweet things. And um, Mars is a planet of cutting things away or a uh, you know, could tend more towards stress and challenge. Um, it is one of the malefic planets, so one of the more difficult planets. And I, I definitely also see Saturn come up a lot, uh, Saturn and Jupiter. And so, it, but it does seem like, well, it's interesting in that way too, because Saturn and Jupiter are the malefic and benefic for the day. And Mars and Venus are the malefic and benefic for the night. And so it's interesting that that relationship seems to come up in these different herbs and these different essences where we're looking at the challenge, the malefic, and then the energy that is the more beneficial energy, the um, benefic planet. So I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, probably talking about some of this stuff, but I'm just realizing it a little bit as I'm talking. Um, and all of these things that I've talked about, um, it's complex, you know, so it's not like you can listen to this short podcast and then totally understand everything that I'm talking about with how do you make determinations of, you know, what a stone or what a flower or what an herb, what is the architecture that is being expressed in terms of what are the planetary correspondences? What are the tarot correspondences? What are the um, signs or the energetic signatures? So that's something that we could spend all of our time talking about, really. And it's something that I'm endlessly fascinated by and continuing to explore um, in my work on my own and my studies and in my work with clients. But uh, I did find that really fascinating, the Venus, Mars, and the Aries, Libra kind of... Um, signatures. And of course, Libra also is a sign of creating balance and harmony. So it would make sense that that sign would come up pretty regularly with um, flowers with well, with finding flowers that are meant to be used for times of change and transition. But then also, as I'm talking about it, I'm thinking about how Libra is a sign that is very much associated with flowers. And so in general, when we look at like working with flower essence therapy, and we're thinking about flowers being used to create balance and harmony in the soul, the mind and the body, it is kind of this Libra art. And part of that art is relationship and connection, and deepening our relationship with these individual flowers. And so that's a lot of what we're going to be exploring in the season ahead and the episodes ahead is how do we 
as sensitive people benefit from working with plants, but not only in taking the medicine, but in actually developing relationships with plants and with flowers and with crystals and holding them in our hands or touching them and um, having this kind of intimacy that we are creating with them. And this is something that I, I feel so strongly about and I feel that my relationships that I have built with the natural world are what continue to support me as a highly sensitive person. So that's why I've decided to focus on this um, over the next eight episodes of this podcast and I hope that you're excited to learn more. And thank you so much um, for coming on this journey with me, for being open to my changing um, of my way of talking about the work that I do and my podcast and um, I feel so supported in changing and transitioning and always blossom blossoming more into my true authentic self and um, I hope that I can support you in doing that as well. So thank you so much and I look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for being a part of my world and I so value you coming on this journey with me in exploring the power of sensitivity through the language of the universe. I hope that you will come along next time and check out the upcoming episodes for more details on everything I talk about in this podcast, everything I mention about my work as an astrologer and an herbalist. You can find out more information at ashgravity.com and I also invite you to come and follow me on Instagram where we go deeper and to our connections uh, as sensitive souls at Ash Gravity.